0: listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here's your host, editor and chief of DailyTurismo.com, Vince, and co-founder, Chris. Hello, motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio show, brought to you by Plymouth, Edsel, and Oldsmobile, recorded deep in the petroleum forests of Gardena, California, home of the world's only barbecue joint uh, equipped with a slip and slide. So with me here, as always, is CeeFlo, who just underwent a round of... Denox therapy after uh, breathing his TDI's tailpipe for, oh, for yeah. too long.
1: That was extensive. <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. I'm
0: glad your voice is your voice is <laughs> up with us today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and producer Ben, he's uh, manning the soundboard and getting things right. Um, but he's he's not wearing pants as usual. So so we hope that he stays seated because we have a we have a lady guest in the studio today. Yeah. Um, today's special <laughs> guest is uh, a racer, uh, an engineer, a writer, an all around gear head. Uh, Ashley DeLuca. Ashley, welcome to the studio.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> and uh, so the first question, and this will be an easy one. Um, just how many cars do you have, um, I'll say, ownership of? And they don't have to be titleable, just cars. <laughs> <laughs> how many cars do you own currently?
2: I have five cars and a trailer that I currently own that are in my possession. Not right. all of them are running, but they I are all just, mine. Is, they all run? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can't all run at the same time, right? That's no. just physically impossible. Yeah, that yeah. that
2: would mean the world would probably implode. But that's so. why you have so many,
1: though, right? Because then at least one or two of them is always running. Right? Yeah, of yeah. course.
2: Normally yeah. the race car, which is kind of ironic. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want another car? Because I'm actually trying to sell one. It's
0: uh, <laughs> this really old Saab. It's a horrible. terrible old Saab. You don't want it. Just say
2: no. Just say no.
1: It's the one car that Chris's wife has forbid him from buying yeah he buys cars like every week and she's (laughs) She's fine fine. with it and then I mentioned something about the drop and she's like no No, (laughs) we cannot buy that car. (laughs) Totally unfair because it's an awesome car. It's
2: really... (laughs) What a sob story. Uh, Exactly. Uh, uh, (laughs) You're
0: going to fit in around here. Uh, So, okay. So, tell me, uh, give me a a flavor. Give me some of the cars that that are in your uh, collection.
2: (laughs) Okay. So, um, my track car is a 94 Mazda Miata. um, And that is for track use only. Um, I've got a '93 RX-7 that I just bought a couple weeks ago uh-huh. on a whim, and that's a good <laughs> one.
0: That's an FD, right? Yes, yeah. FD. So those are—is that they're all they were all turbo by that generation or no? Uh,
2: yeah, twin turbo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I've also got a '83 uh, Aurora Cobra, which is basically a replica of a '65 AC Cobra, and nice. wow. um, I've got a uh, 2006 uh mitsubishi evolution that is my daily driver and a expedition that i use to tow my track car around
0: okay that's quite a uh, round (laughs) rounded (laughs) out
1: uh uh, sort of fleet
2: yeah it i i can't complain about it
1: (laughs) so uh how is that cobra to drive like is that is that, uh, like, a real performance car? Does it just kind of look like one, or I mean, what's it the story like that? It drives like a Prius, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't drive like a Prius. It's pretty fun, actually. Um, I used to autocross the car um, for a few years back when I was in high school, and um, wow. the reason that it currently isn't running right now is mm-hmm. because, uh, well, I mean, I used to autocross it. Um, I had an autocross one weekend, uh, race Saturday-Sunday, uh, it was a Tuesday night. I was driving down to my parents' house for, uh, Fuddruckers car night to meet up with my dad.
1: Excuse me. I don't think you're <laughs> allowed to say that. <laughs> no. Sorry.
2: I know it was old. No. I don't know. It was fun. But, uh, anyway, I was driving down and the uh, brakes went out when I was on my way to pick up my dad and the car hit a curb. Uh, there was basically, I was coming up to a stop sign uh, there was a car in front of me, car coming the other direction, car hit a curb. I had to uh, like pull the e-brake up and try and turn around. There was only a two-way street, and the rear end hit a curb. Car spun around, the rear end smashed in the tree going like 65 miles per hour. Oh, ouch. So jeez. the whole rear end of the car was made of fiber. I mean, the whole car is made of fiberglass. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it basically exploded. It's and, broken <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Including my head. <laughs> so ouch. Oh, jeez. Uh, it is in any state of disrepair right now but uh we're working on it working on getting it back together up and running and it'll be better than it was before when it's when it's finished
1: so it is rebuildable
2: it is rebuildable yeah, yeah. fiberglass you know we we made sure at the accident to pick up all the pieces out of like <laughs> right. out of so the bushes yeah. it back
1: together later <laughs>
2: so as i'm bleeding I, I like told my dad to pick everything up so, so.
1: What, what is that cobra powered by what's the what's the power plant in that thing
2: um, I just have a 302 Mustang. Uh, so
1: does it use a Fox
0: donor chassis in that one?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. yeah. So.
0: So is it fast?
1: Or was it fast, <laughs> I guess?
2: Um. It was... Mm, yeah, it was okay. Uh, the car weighs a little less than 2,000 pounds. Okay. So.
1: So with any V8, that's going to be fun.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. It's fun, yeah. but it's... Uh. I mean... You've got, like, all old parts on that car. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nothing ed- has been upgraded <laughs> on that thing, and it was all built so, out of, like, I a... I say
0: that about home-built kit cars is that they're, they're like, they can be really fast, but they're always built by idiots. Well, this one wasn't home-built, right? <laughs> right?
1: This wasn't home-built.
2: Yeah, this was built this out was of a, a factory in Canada. It was a yacht company. Yeah.
1: So. Oh, I remembered hearing something like that. I, um, yeah, that they did a limited
2: run of, the, I think, two or 300 cars.
1: So, it's a little more legit than just some guy in his garage. Yep. Yeah. Packing a Cobra together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: maybe a little bit more. A little, little <laughs> bit. Yeah,
1: for Canadians,
3: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do they even drive on the right side of the road? I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's just crazy. BD- so, so like, uh, actually, where do you keep all these cars? Because that's a lot of cars. And now, now, Chris, he just rents like half the roads in Torrance,
2: <laughs> and like there's
0: just parking issues, like wherever he goes. But. How about you? Where do you keep these things?
2: They are all stored in my driveway.
0: Wow. Wow. Um,
2: Wow. My garage is in the back of my house, so we have the whole side of the house to store cars and a two-car garage, and I just bought a lift, a (laughs) four-post lift on the side of my house, so I can store a car in the air and then drive underneath it. (laughs) extra storage, of that's course. Awesome. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that ever good. I, you know, I got, I got <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Everyone needs a lift, like, right? Yeah. Can I buy your your place? Like, are you gonna move anytime soon?
2: <laughs> I'm anticipating gaining a lot more friends now that this lift has been installed in my yard
0: and
1: made public via this yes. radio show. It, not mm-hmm. the kind of friends you want, though. No,
2: like no. the yeah. friends who need
1: like the sock hey. transmissions replaced. Uh-huh. You don't want those
2: <laughs> kind of friends.
0: Stay that's, away from that's, guys that's, like Vince. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, we anyway we we have uh, a couple lifts out at the shop, but that's like a our little kind of man cave or man and woman cave. You know, he, he was <laughs> he was invited. Um, tell me about the uh, the Miata. Where do you where do you race that?
2: So I race my Miata um, out. Um, I basically, I race with uh, NASA um, in uh, their PTE wheel to wheel spec. And is that um, space racing. Space racing. <laughs> I so know, right? NASA, NASA. It's like the space administration. <laughs> no, no, no um yeah it's basically equivalent to like the scca or anything <laughs> like that but um yeah i just basically follow their schedule throughout the year i think there's about 12 races during the year so um yeah i just uh, race wheel to wheel with that and this is my rookie year so first year actually racing wheel to wheel and i haven't been doing too bad but i missed a lot of my races due to some uh, electrical problems in my car earlier yeah. this year but um the,
1: the races lo- you have been to you've done well in
2: yeah, yeah um the races i have been i've like podiumed on almost every single one of them nice.
0: so now is this a, a only miata group that you're running with
1: or is this a mixed no it's not that annoying spec miata series <laughs> it's not that
2: no <laughs> it's a mix there's like there's some arc sevens <laughs> and there's a cobalt that runs and there's some uh, old 944 porsches and miatas of course but
1: okay so yeah. is there like a um a handicap system in the in the in the regulations like how do, how do they balance the performance
2: um, basically, there's like a power to weight ratio that you get Okay. Um, when you're, uh, I guess if you dyno your car, you get like a specific power to weight ratio, yeah. or um, and your car gets like a stock class when, it, you know, whatever your base class is, and then you kind of like build from there with points. Right. So you kind of build points depending on your modifications and power, yeah. and you have to stay within a certain amount of power. So yeah, that's kind of, everyone hopefully stays within it, and they dyno your car afterwards and weigh it and everything to make sure that everybody's within... The correct.
1: Okay, so there's section. no cheat mode for this.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. You
1: just, the, the cheat was so
0: uh, we used to work with a guy named Rob who would race, a, it was a Sentra, uh, S13 Sentra in some kind of NASA TT. Of those, yeah.
1: To, uh, time trials, yeah.
0: Yep. And he used to run a single weight gear oil in the transmission. <laughs> and then, so whenever you do a dyno test, the car's cold. Yeah. And so that oil is, is pretty thick. More losses. Right. So once the. um. <clears throat> once the engine's warmed up and, and you're actually in a race mode the the single weight oil the viscosity is much much lower and so or much higher um yeah and your um uh your losses go down so it's basically sort so of make more power
1: to the it's wheels cheap. yeah you <laughs> sort of yeah. cheat the test by running i'm sure i'm sure you, I'm sure you don't engage yeah, in yeah, anything no. like that so no, wait. We, won't yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about anything <laughs> no, like <this> that <laughs> <laughs> um so what what about the miata drew you to it as a race car
2: Well, I've always heard that they were really fun to drive, and they were really uh, easy to work on, and uh, really easy on cost, Mm. Um, you know, not super expensive to work on, and um, this was kind of like my first car to actually learn how to work on cars, and how to build everything on my own, so it's a great starter car for anybody that's, like, coming out to, you know, start out in anything, but also people that are interested in actually learning about cars. In my opinion, it was, like... I couldn't have picked a better car.
3: Yeah.
2: And parts are so readily available to, you now, know. Did you
0: buy it for awesome. racing or did you have it before? Was it a street
2: car? Um, I bought it to autocross. It was a street yeah. car before and um yeah, you know you 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 change one thing on it and then you're like oh this is great i might do something else and right. then you know sooner or later you're like ah oh, there's like a full cage in this thing and like <laughs>
1: <laughs> won't pass smog anymore yeah yeah. yeah that explains so, why i always
0: end up hating my daily drivers
1: yeah <laughs> it's like, oh, this is too stiff and uncomfortable well you shouldn't have done that yeah, it's <laughs> always, that's why you have a race car instead right, right, both. right. This this both. yeah both yeah. Yeah. yeah so um ashley where where are the races that you've done what tracks
2: um they've been out um they're all pretty local uh button willow out at big willow um out in fontana anything at with willow in the name, right? yeah pretty <laughs> much everywhere willow yeah. and uh laguna Seco is where uh west coast champions championships were this year but oh awesome i didn't get to go
1: <laughs> uh, next time
2: next time next year yes
1: so Podium next year.
2: Yes. There you go. Next <laughs> year championships are gonna be at Button Willow, so I'll have uh, lots of practice by then.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to say is an awesome track anyway, so hopefully you do get to drive there next year. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um are the races open to the public to come and check it out?
2: Yeah, anybody yeah. can come watch. Um, Buttonwillow obviously isn't a very fun drive. Yeah. And there's not really a good place to watch. But um, unless
1: you really like heat, yeah, yeah. definitely.
2: Um, I always tell my friends to come out to Fontana or ACS because there's usually there's a lot of good seating, a lot of yeah. good areas to see. And
1: for people who don't know that are listening, that's that's a NASCAR track. So oh. there's a uh, you know there's the the California course. Speedway. There's a giant oval with huge stands, and they do the the NASCAR races there. And then there's an infield road course where they use part of the part of the oval they call it the roval because it's a road course oval anyway <laughs> anyway that is that is a great place to watch races because yeah there's grandstands and accommodations and real bathrooms and yeah have you been out yeah. to stuff. chuckwalla yes okay because that's like there's it's, nothing <laughs> it's my favorite track in terms of driving on it yeah. it's a great track to
0: drive on but it's like you're there and you're like there's not even like a porta potty it's yeah, like it's I'm, I'm, camp. <laughs> I'm bringing a shovel and i'm, I'm digging holes you know and, and it's just yeah that track is great track but amenities
1: yeah uh, I think they're building more there, but yeah, I agree. It's a That's great track to drive on. Yeah,
2: yeah definitely. Yeah. So
1: how did you get into autocross? You mentioned that you did that when you were a teenager.
0: So most teenagers don't autocross. How did you get into autocross?
2: I don't know. It wasn't really anything that I ever got like pushed into. Um, does,
0: your, your, does your dad or your mom race or anything? or?
2: My dad used to race a long time ago, and one of his really close friends autocross races. Um, Mm -hmm. My dad used to own his own Shelby shop back in the day, and um, when he closed down shop, everything kind of ended up in the garage. (laughs) when
0: you say Shelby shop, what are you talking about? You're talking about the the front drive Dodges from the 80s?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, Shelby Mustangs, yeah. My dad's... Mustangs, okay. Yes. So, um, yeah, GT500s, GT350s. And and what did he race
0: in then? What was his...
2: Uh, he had a 67 gt500 that uh he still has and he used to run in the historic races with it and uh, when he first bought it um it was used for drag racing they like you know Uh, built it all up it's got like 800 horsepower and runs on race gas only and gets like two mpg (laughs) or something ridiculous (laughs) like that yeah
0: (laughs) okay so it's in your blood that's you, yeah. were pre, you were pre-programmed. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. That's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah I think I think my kids
1: are in trouble. <laughs> same with Chris's. Yeah, I don't know. Chris's daughter. She's I have one kid, and and she's got nothing else to do but like help me work on cars and stuff. So I think yeah, she's doomed to the same fate. I think.
2: <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> but, though, my parents bought me a Barbie Jeep, and uh, I drove it so much they were tired of charging the battery. So my dad pulled the normal battery out of it and put in a mustang battery <laughs> and <Nice. laughs> i would drive it around the street and like race all the kids on my neighborhood block and With yeah hot
1: rotted power wheel yeah instead yeah. of
2: replacing the battery he would have to replace the plastic wheels on my barbie jeans <laughs>
1: so. so did you drift in that thing you know, and <laughs> yes. donuts and all that type of stuff no, no no it was just
2: fun just to drive around the neighborhood okay. but
0: um it's- yeah, you you really, you sound like the type of person who, you should get involved with 24 Hour of Lemons racing, and we sound, yeah. Chris and I <laughs> will sound like we're, we're, you know, like we have ownership, we have stock in it, we don't, it's no. just a fantastic way to do racing, you get a lot of seat time for not a lot of money.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: even NASA's kind of a rich man's sport in SCCA, it's, it's you can wind up putting a lot of money into a car compared to the amount of seat time you get, as I'm sure you know.
2: Yeah, definitely, It's, yeah, it's really expensive. It's hard if you don't have any sponsors or anything like that, so.
1: Do you have any (laughs) sponsors that you'd (laughs) like to give a shout out to?
2: I don't have any sponsors that no. okay. <laughs> I'd like to give a uh, shout out <laughs> to.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> sponsors, if you're listening.
2: My yeah. parents for helping me <laughs> yeah. go to college. <laughs> there you
1: go. Thank you. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Thanks, yeah. Mom and Dad.
2: Did, did, did college
0: help with your racing? Did you go to racing college? Or?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they helped me get my job to paper racing. So. There you
1: go. So it did help.
0: Yeah. Yes. And, and and what do you do when you're not wearing a, a cape and a helmet and racing a car? What do you, what do, you do for a living?
2: <laughs> um, I work for Honeywell uh, in the Turbo Technologies Division as a product engineer.
0: Nice. Okay, that's
1: a fun place. Yeah, it's fun. Okay,
2: always high pressure, right? High pressure. Yeah, yep. always something new going on.
1: Yep. So on on diesel trucks, you guys listening, if you're driving the latest diesel trucks, say thanks to Ashley for making a good turbo for you.
2: <laughs> Six point <laughs> thanks, seven liter Fords. <laughs> that's right. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Ben
1: ben ben <laughs> a diesel.
0: Yeah, he's not just wearing those fancy brown socks for for fun. So <laughs> he's a he's a pro. That's true. <laughs> um. All right. So, when's the next race for you? Where are you going next?
2: Uh, I have a race this weekend, actually, at Buttonwillow on uh, Saturday and Sunday. It's the last race of the season. So. That's tomorrow
1: and the next day. That is yeah. tomorrow
2: <laughs> and the next day, yes. Or
1: today if you're listening yeah. to the show, because it comes out tomorrow for us in the past here. <laughs> and so <laughs> anyway. you're, you're taking your Miata
0: out there?
2: I'm taking my Miata out there, yes.
0: Okay, are you all ready to go? Because it's late, right? Is it on the, is it on the trailer? And
2: <laughs> No, the the power went out in my house, so it's stuck in my garage right now. So hopefully when I oh. when I get back home, the <laughs> power will be back on, I can get it out and load it up.
0: <laughs> you can't just open the garage door and just push it onto the trailer?
2: Uh, Well, yeah, there's a long story. It's in the back of my house, so I got to move everything else that's in front of it we've
0: got generators at our shop if you need to (laughs) fire that up so just let us know (laughs) if you have to get your lift up and lift your lift up to get the cars through is that the
2: yep Yep. yeah man
1: that's uh that's a hard life right
2: there (laughs) i know first world (laughs) problem
1: so so for people here in in southern california how can they find out more about the the local nasa races
2: um uh, nasaproracing.com i think is the website and they have all the events on there and um yeah, they're pretty much listed out. They've got—I uh, don't think they've released next year's schedule yet, but um, they've got all the regional races around here and all the ones that are in all the other states. There's uh, different race schedules for different regions. So,
1: yeah, so it's not just Southern California. Yeah, 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 all around
2: the country.
0: But w- would you um, would you recommend that someone gets right into NASA racing, or would you say to start with autocross or karting or something else? What's your
2: Well, NASA is great to start out in because they have um, kind of the system for um, HPDE run groups, and uh, they pretty much kind of schedule everybody where when you first start, you start on HPD 1 with instructors, and then you kind of move up through the ranks, and you get signed off by your instructors. So it's a really good way to get started without being too intimidating, and you get instruction and stuff like that from, like...
1: Okay. Naturally move up through the ranks. Yeah. yeah. Sounds
0: good. (laughs) Ashley, um, stick with us, listeners. We're going to take a break we'll be right back this is Sarah Fairfield and you're listening to Daily Turismo Radio hey welcome back to the show guys uh, just a reminder before we we get back into this our interview here is we are on iTunes and you should leave us a review a really positive good review because this is an awesome show or a bad one we like we like contention that's good too yeah and and, and as a bonus to anyone who leaves us a, a review we're gonna read them on the air. So uh, don't say anything nasty about your boss or your mom or something, because otherwise they'll find out, because I'm sure everyone <laughs> listens to this
1: show. Everyone does. Everyone yes. does. So
0: um, we are still here with Ashley. She's still with us in the studio, um, and we've been talking about Miatas and, and Autocross. Um, but I want to to change it up a little bit. Um, snowboarding, competitive snowboarding. Ashley, what's, what's that like?
2: Competitive snowboarding. It's fun. Um, I actually didn't learn how to snowboard until I was in college, and... Um, just went a lot during the season and joined the snowboarding team at school and uh, basically just kind of went from there went to all the competitions and yeah <laughs> were, you,
1: were you like doing like tricks and flips and all that kind of crazy <laughs> stuff or is this like downhill or what what are we talking?
2: Um, I did, um, uh, my, my favorite two events were border cross, which is when you go down with a bunch of other people mm. and there's like different turns and yeah. jumps and stuff like that. And, uh, slope was my second favorite one. And that was with, uh, the bigger jumps and there's like rails and stuff like that. Um, I was never really good at the rails or anything, but, uh, I tried, I guess, you yeah. know, <laughs> as competitive as a college snowboarder can be.
4: <laughs> were, were you good?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm not as good as a lot of people, but, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess in the grand scheme of snowboarding, yeah, I guess I'm pretty good. <laughs> Some
0: of those little snow buddies start when they're like two years old, and they just do it every you yeah. know every chance they yeah. get. So there's no way you can them.
1: compete with that. Yeah.
0: Do, do you think that your autocross experience helped you with that?
2: Um, I think that s- spatial awareness helps a lot. Mm. Um, you know, just being able to know like what's around you and be aware of your surroundings and making sure that you're not going to be hitting things <laughs> that are close by and yeah. It's um, yeah. probably
1: a good skill to have just as a normal driver on the road today, too. Yeah, uh, just yeah. kind of having
2: that like sixth sense, even just like knowing where everything is in your surroundings and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it did probably help.
0: So. Well, one of the problems that I found with doing too much autocross is that whenever I see cones, like tra- traffic cones, I really want to slalom them. <laughs> if I'm on public street, it doesn't matter. They were painting lines down a street in Torrance oh, today. The they were doing that everywhere. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, I, I'm just like I." Ugh. It was so hard to not put this Buick Roadmaster on driving <laughs> just through these cones at, as fast as I could go because it was a slalom. It's like you guys, you put it out there for me. I hit a couple. It's, you know, g- g- give me give me two
1: seconds. Did you have your Harry's lap timer app, like, running like, to show you, like, live Gs and stuff during the slalom? You should, yes, this, the,
0: the circuit of torrents. Yes. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> so, um, uh, autocross. Uh, tell us
1: what, uh, just for listeners who don't know a lot about it. Um, what is autocross, first of all? Let's start there, because I think producer Ben wants to know. Yeah. He's, he's, he doesn't I have know no what idea is. what autocross is.
2: Um, autocross is basically... Um, there's a course designer, and they set up a course on paperwork, and they basically set it up in an open parking lot with a bunch of traffic cones. And your goal is to basically go through the course as fast as you can without hitting any of the cones. Because if you hit the cones, then they add time onto your <laughs> overall time. He's
1: shaking his head.
2: What, what, yeah,
4: what, you don't believe like it, be or what? It seems like way
1: more fun to me to
4: just hit more cones
1: <laughs> than just to do the course. That does sound <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm sure your car thinks otherwise. <laughs>
1: the problem is they get like they get jammed under the wheels and under the chassis, and they make all kinds of noise and mess, and yeah, they slow you down.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> like a, you've seen the hurdles. Still more fun. Yeah. Seen the hurdles <laughs> just run through the hurdles. Yeah. Right? It yeah, sounds yeah. like a good idea until you hit like yeah. the sixth hurdle. Yeah. It hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I Maybe mean, not with the cones so much. <laughs> um. So, do you, would you recommend? Or we probably already talked about this, but autocross is like a way to get into driving competitively right
2: autocross is great and you don't need to have really anything done to your car not yeah. that you would for any sort of time attack or open track racing necessarily but um, autocross is a good like low risk yeah like entry level way that if you know i mean they pretty much let you out in any car other than like you know you can't have like a really high you know center of gravity you can't, I mean you Lifted can't go out truck yeah like you can't yeah. go out in like a giant truck or anything but yeah
0: I believe um, even cars like the um was it the Fiat 500 <laughs> that
4: 500? would be the most fun <laughs> <laughs> the two, big, giant you truck.
0: just have to go really there slow were, I mean that, there, yeah. there were a few cars that were banned from stock class with the Hoosiers and uh, it was something like the Fiat 500 maybe? why
1: was that because it did
0: it flip
2: yeah they tip over
0: not with street tires but with autocross with you high CG
1: and high grip and they just fall over like
0: a Renault Sheep. Reliant like Robin. 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 That's, that's the line, what you're
1: yeah. thinking of. <laughs> Not Renault, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm just... Uh, Don't defame Renault like that. Renault on the, on the brain. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> should be sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. With that, uh, I think we're going to take us into the technology corner. Oh, yeah.
1: And now it's time for technology corner. Today on Technology Corner, we're going to be talking about diesel gate. I know everyone's diesel excited gate. about that. Is that when you drive a diesel truck through a gate through like the, into like a community? Through the autocross timing gates. Oh,
0: yeah. oh. Yeah. timing gates. <laughs> <It's even> worse. <laughs>
1: uh, um, no, I just wanted to, since this is kind of a, um, you know, a thing that's in the news right now, I just wanted to bring it up and just say, you know, I'm sure everybody has heard of it. Everyone knows that Volkswagen cheated on their emissions test, basically um there's a defeat mode and the cars pollute a lot more when you're when you're actually driving and i, I put up a piece on on daily turismo kind of uh called the, un- the unshocking scandal because um this is a it's a technology related uh problem or uh, uh you know a thing that they did that <laughs> involves technology <laughs> i'm trying to tie it back into the technology corner thing anyway <laughs> this is just it's, staring it's, at me like I'm, I'm i'm just staring at you just to see to see what just happens to, just it, to get a reaction out no they uh,
0: um I, I think i it, you're you're saying okay so i i, I read your article it, yeah. it was a good article uh in the end people are trying to meet a certain it's it's they're taking a test yeah and you're, they're studying the cars, for the test the cars
1: are designed to pass the test and that's true of the volkswagen which they did in a way that is illegal, but it's also true of every other car on the road is that they are designed and calibrated to pass emissions during the test and Correct. not if anywhere you, else. If you looked at the grams per mile of
0: like hydrocarbons that come out of the tailpipe of like a Corvette Z06, right. throughout the EPA test, it's nothing because it's driven like a grandma drives well, it, Even your Toyota Camry. I mean, into I mean, it. Or but I'm saying, but like you know, a big engine car that's a, a, high, a power, high power, high yeah, car yeah. is a big difference. Performance car. When you, if you got on the gas, you get in the gas. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tremendous amount of just raw fuel and knocks right. and all kinds of stuff going out the
1: tailpipe. Because so. the EPA drive cycles are designed to be the same for every single car. They run the same drive cycle in a certain class of car, right? right. So, I mean... Except I'm not for BMWs, because they actually don't <laughs> use a turn signal in the EPA test. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that turn signal de- activates the defeat mode on the BMW. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one ever uses that's, it. It's not a problem. So... Um, that's, well, then how would it ever go into defeat mode? Yeah, exactly. It just never would. Yeah. So, they're not in
0: trouble for it.
2: Actually, <laughs> have Anyways. you
0: uh, actually still with us in the studio? In case you guys can't tell, actually, <laughs> have you have you driven many diesels, turbo diesels of any kind? Any?
2: Um, I've only driven one. I actually drove a Volkswagen <laughs> recently when I went to Germany. That was a turbo diesel, a TDI. Yeah
1: was it Was it one of the affected cars?
2: Um, I actually never saw a list of all the affected okay. cars, what, but I'm sure. Do you
1: remember what it was?
2: Um, I believe it was a uh, Volkswagen Passat, Passat. wagon. Yeah. yeah,
1: TDI. Yeah, so probably was the so. four cylinder. Yeah. Yeah. So in the U S uh, most of these cars did not have um, urea injection. I think the newer ones do like the, the very latest ones have urea injection. The Passat has it, they have it in Europe uh, here. They don't have it. And the latest news I think is that they're going to have to add it to uh to my car oh, and uh, wow. four hundred thousand others. So now, now but when you drove this car, when you hit the
0: gas, did you see
1: like like widows faint,
0: <laughs> and like, like baby <laughs> seals die yeah. and like trees fall over? Was it like like apocalypse followed you, like zombies or <laughs> no? I mean, just
2: we drove didn't, it. Yeah, it's we just drove it around. It was just our mode of transportation. We don't really think so about it. I'd like to point and out
0: that when you were a teenager and you were driving around like a cobra, a okay, kid car, right? Yeah. Um, I was driving around a diesel Mercedes, like, naturally aspirated,
1: <laughs> like, you know, 1980s, 68 horsepower. Yeah. Chris was, or, or the Beetle. Right, right. And um, so... Uh, and all of these cars polluted hundreds of times more oh, than yeah. these scandalous <laughs> Volkswagens. Right, yeah. So everybody that's up in arms about, oh, my God, we're killing so many baby seals, and we're, you know, murdering children by driving these cars. No, right. No, that's not true. Yeah. Yes, they pollute more than they should. They pollute more than the legal limit. That's illegal agreed however uh you know when you look at the actual amount of emissions that are that are happening there it's really nothing compared to older cars compared to trucks motorcycles um yeah i mean it's not something to get up in arms about
0: right if you're gonna melt the polar ice caps with volkswagen you're gonna do it because the engine block's on fire, <laughs> right? You've got a classic <laughs> They're not Volkswagen made out of vanigan, vanigan vanigan. Come on, that's
1: <laughs> the TDI's that's don't have, to, have magnesium blocks. That's anyway, probably do it. So we're gonna wrap that up. That was a good technology gonna, corner. Yeah, I'm I like just that gonna one. say that um, you know, uh, <laughs> apparently lean nox traps aren't enough, and uh, urea injection is the future. And that concludes I, honestly, today's honestly, if you had asked me, corner. I would have thought they could fix all the calibration and timing because if it, if it can, meet, they could. They could, but but the problem is that the fuel economy would suffer really poorly so really badly i mean they're gonna uh, get sued no matter what so so they want to keep the owners happy i think so um, you know if if they didn't add urea injection they'd have to use a lot more fuel so and i thought
4: we i thought i thought you guys said we were moving on Anyway, wait, we wait, are wait, moving. Wait, on. I
0: got one more question for I got one more question for Seaflow. <laughs> okay. Your your dirty nasty
1: baby killing Jetta SportWagon TDI. Yeah. Are you going to keep it?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. There's no reason to see. Stop so that's it. the
0: answer to Dieselgate.
1: Yeah. Is you're going to keep your car and drive it? And if the value plummets, okay. well, DT listeners, go out and buy one because now they're going to be good value. Yeah, I've been trying to get on them <laughs> on eBay this whole week. <laughs> yeah. And does Tuareg V10 Touareg? Oh yeah. To
0: tu- I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Touareg. Sure. Touareg. A tour egg yeah Are you sure about that yeah
1: okay yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> any 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 opinion ben <laughs> Tour
1: egg <laughs> no he's he fell asleep a while ago okay so uh let's let's actually move on now
0: let's move on what, what's next
1: what's next chris next is a new segment that it's we new. yeah it's brand new yes i, I know about the segment it's it's good and it's called should have never been born <laughs> yeah and i like to call it should have
0: never been should have never been born <laughs> should have never okay. been born
1: as in, I should have never been born, so, or Chris should never been born. Or right. And this, this is uh, something you say when you make a mistake. You say, I should have never been born. I'm sorry. Um, right. But Vince, you can explain what this is.
0: All right. So this is a game. And uh, we're going to have our, our, our contestant and, and our producer and, and Chris. We're all going to be part contestant. of the She's a guest. Well, I... I <laughs>
1: <laughs> now we're all contestants. Actually, <laughs> you're yeah. going to be a contestant now. Okay.
0: and <laughs> Whether you um, like it or not. <laughs> what's going to happen is I'm going to read four uh, facts about... Um, Automotive uh, personalities, people. History. History. Yeah. And you're going to have to guess which one of those four facts is true. Three of them are going to be totally bogus and made up, and one is going to be true. Okay. Okay. And so we'll Sounds just go through this. Sounds <laughs> simple <laughs> enough. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to start off. And the first one is uh, Henry Ford had a cross dressing son named Stephen who was killed in a bar fight. That's that. That's number one. Okay. Uh, number two is Lee Iacocca once had his secretary deliver layoff notices baked into cupcakes for an entire division of Chrysler. Okay. The third one is in the 13th century, a Franciscan friar named Roger Bacon invented uh, or predicted the invention of the automobile. And hmm. finally, hmm. President Gamal Abdel-Nazir of Egypt, who reigned from 1956 to 1970, had a collection of microcars but not a
1: driving license. Okay. I don't even know if that's a real guy, so I'll just take your word for it. <laughs>
0: so, those are, so, so we got Henry <laughs> They're Ford. They're all real people. So the, the,
1: your I three guess. choices are Henry Ford, okay. Lee Iacocca, Roger Bacon,
0: and uh, Abel Nazir of Egypt. So one of those is true one of those is true so now since since you're you're a guest we're, uh, we'll go last to you last so you can listen to the other
1: guys and see
0: their logic so c4 <laughs> well, i'm going to you first uh, what's the true
1: story i have all those stories i'm gonna say that it's the uh, uh i can't decide uh the franciscan friar thing that's L- the, the bacon the, yeah predicting the invention of the bacon. automobile yeah bacon i choose bacon. ben
4: yeah i'm not a car guy but I am a man, so I always got to choose bacon. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> okay. um, a- Ashley, but you? you know, actually, oh. actually, oh. I also I like cupcakes, so oh. I'm actually going to choose the cupcakes. Lee coca Yeah, I think that's that's, that's brilliant. I he, coca, he, yeah, he makes yeah, he, a fantastic was, cup of hot chocolate. Exactly, he was, he was a brilliant man. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, do you have any? Opinions? I'm
2: gonna go with the uh, most outlandish one with the uh, mini cars with no license. The, the,
0: uh, the, the president of Egypt. Yes. Culture gotcha. My Car is not a license. Okay. Yes. So, okay so, drum roll. The, the, the answer is Seaflo uh, got this one right. Oh. It is the 13th century Franciscan friar whose name was Roger Bacon. Wow. I remember this back home, I'm not sure. Uh, he predicted the invention of the automobile, planes, trains, and a number of other things. He was apparently some sort of visionary, and he, and he predicted all these, wow. these fantastic inventions. Cool. What do I win? It's good. Nothing. <sighs> you, win. you know what? You, you win. You're going to have to come on next week for the next show. Oh, that's great. Gonna, that's gonna <laughs> <so> awesome.
4: <laughs> He's so excited. I'm so
1: excited.
0: Okay, so that was round one. Now we're going to round two. That was all just right. a practice round. Okay, so this next one counts.
1: All right. so my win doesn't count is that what you said? well what, sure <laughs> if we're counting okay. Okay. yes that's what he said that's your he win said. doesn't count
0: alright so here are your four here are your four your four people should have never been born uh, first up was Elon Musk was not one of the founders of Tesla Motors but simply purchased part of the company in 2004 with his ill gotten x.com PayPal and eBay earnings that's number one alright number two is Giorgetto Corrigio which I can never pronounce his name correctly designed countless classic cars a few watches isn't it Shuijaro? I don't know, Giugiaro. Giugiaro? I can't I don't pronounce it. You're Italian, aren't you? I'm a, but it's like uh. I'm not like I don't speak Italian. Uh. He designed countless classic cars, a few watches, and a line of feminine hygiene products for a small Swiss company. Okay. Uh, the third one is Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, once entered the Paris to Car Rally, but had to withdraw when his mother, Queen Elizabeth II, forbid him from racing. Okay. And the fourth one is Mario Andretti's middle name is Gabriella. <laughs> <laughs> so there there are your four things it's it's we got okay. Elon musk uh jujaro prince andrew duke york and mario andretti by the way you know that prince andrew and those guys they don't have a last name
1: queen elizabeth it's the... windsor no windsor but, like, is their last name
0: they don't really have this they don't go by it
1: no they don't go by it all the time but when they need to when there's like a a, a form they have to fill out and it says you know last name that they put windsor <laughs> 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 no it's i'm, I'm serious i'm <laughs> C-Flow apparently is a British notary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've notarized many. Uh, <laughs> you and our voiceover <laughs> guy, you yeah. guys, yeah. you guys are Can all. We hang tight. out. So we, we go to the pub.
0: Elon yeah. Musk, Juicaro, Prince Andrew, or Mario Andretti? What's the true one? And I'm uh, start with. I'm gonna start with C-Flow again. No, not me again.
2: He, no, I'm not. He C C went flow. first
0: last time. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not going for us. <laughs> Ashley, what you got for us? Which one's true? Three are made up. Which one's true?
2: Um. What was the third one? The third one was... Prince
4: Andrew, the Duke of York. Yes. the Chi Rally. Yes. Okay, I'll go with Julie. that one. All right. Prince of Ed. I actually wasn't even paying attention to you. I um, <laughs> will skip him. So I, I'm just going to say, I think it was the, whatever the one about Tesla. That's the one I'm
1: going with. <laughs> okay. That sounds familiar, but I think you changed the facts on that one a little bit. <laughs> he's on his phone. He's like, the, he's like Snapchatting his teenage friends. or something. Uh, I don't know. The Tesla thing sounds almost right, but I think you messed with that one. So I'm not going to choose that one because I think it's a trap. Like Admiral Ackbar would say. <laughs> um, but I'm going to choose... Wait, you're, you're,
4: you're giving Vince way too much credit. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's not that crafty. I don't know. But uh, in any case, I'm going to choose the uh, Mario Mandretti middle name. Oh, you know... Chris, you're you really close, but yeah. the actual truth is the Elon Musk's
0: story. Ah, crap, <laughs> he he was not one of the original founders of Tesla Motors, but he, he actually just purchased. He became an investor in 2004. Yeah. However, Mario Andretti's middle name is Gabrielle. Okay, it's not Gabriella.
4: Yes. it's Gabrielle. So you did mess with one. And that I did it. mess with that Yeah, that was that was the one. <laughs> obvious one. I mean, it wouldn't be Gabriella. It could be. No, it wouldn't. No, mm. no. In, in, in most, <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in an Italian or Hispanic culture, I know that's a name. Like, and Andrea would be a a, a male name, but. Gabrielle any any name that ends in E-L would stay E-L
1: mm. okay I, I watch too much soccer I'm not of Latin descent so I don't <laughs> this is, I don't know this that this is for a guy who wasn't right. listening you're pretty good at this game <laughs> <laughs> okay do we have one more or are we out of time or what's the deal here? we have one more okay last one uh, okay Here's our No result. pressure, Ashley. This least. better be good.
4: Both Chris and I have already gotten one.
1: <laughs> this is good. This is good. <laughs> okay. And we didn't know this ahead of time, by the way. We did not know the answers ahead of time. This is true. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so we're starting off. Uh, Paul Tuttle, senior
0: of Orange County Choppers, once spent six months in jail for stabbing a man who failed to use his turn signals at an intersection. That's number one. Number two is, in between writing chapters of Mein Kampf while in prison, Adolf Hitler sent a few letters to a Mercedes-Benz dealership asking him for an auto loan. <laughs> number three, Aldo Andretti, as Mario's twin brother, was the first man to ever travel more than 200 miles per hour on a circle track. Hmm. And number four is, Martin Winkert... Oh, my goodness. Winterkorn. 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 The, the ex-Volkswagen CEO was a top-tier table tennis player and was going to play for the German Olympics team when he... Freak fishing accident severed critical tendons in his wrist. Ooh! So we've got <laughs> Paul Tuttle. Yep. Senior. We've got uh, Hitler. Ben, you need to listen. You're you're up we first. We got Aldo Andretti, and we've got <laughs> Martin Winterkorn. Which yeah?
4: Who do you choose, Ben? I gotta say, Winterkorn. <laughs> Winterkorn. Yeah, that, that's. F- his final answer. Yes.
2: Ashley. <laughs> We'll go with Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> like, good Sounds like something. He we'll, we'll, would go do. we'll go with we'll Hitler. Just
1: go with Hitler. Um, I'll choose the Andretti again. Aldo. Aldo. Sounds like I don't know. I know that's an I'll Italian play. name. That's yeah. He might be a real guy.
0: <laughs> so um, uh, oddly enough, th- this is good because we've had a. Th-
1: uh, what.
0: We've had a third winner for three uh, con th- 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 three uh, three rounds. Yeah. Ashley, you won with the uh, Hitler. He Woo. did indeed write a uh, a letter to Mercedes Benz while he was in prison, asking for an auto loan for a Mercedes. Which did he get a, it? I don't know if he get it. He got it, but the, the, what I read is that it was what I called it, it was the cash for Junkers program.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, with, on that note, <laughs> that was a failed pun. That's what that sounded like. <laughs> the sound of no We're laughter. We're going to take a
0: break, and when we get back, we are going to talk about some more fun, and
2: exciting stuff. Daily Turismo
0: Radio. Hey, Miata fans, we're back. we still got Ashley with us. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about our, from the website. But before that, um, C-Flow, I understand we have a review.
1: We do. We have a couple reviews, An actually. iTunes reviews, right? iTunes reviews wow. of the Daily Turismo Radio show, which I'd like to share with everyone now. <laughs> we threatened to read reviews uh, on on the air earlier, and now we're going to make good on our promises, so... The first review was from a guy named Buckeye Bum and he says <coughs> Wow, his I always parents didn't name him that. <laughs> if if they did it was like the boy named Sue, right? That like <laughs> that made him stronger. Um he says best thing in podcasting, five stars, like hanging out with your best friends talking about cars. Ben rocks, and thank you for getting on iTunes, although Podbean is not bad. Vince, if you can convince my wife to let me buy Draken or want to trade for a nineteen ninety seven Cadillac Alante we can work a deal. And, that, and he signs it, STP, Saab Temple Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to trade for any car. <laughs> you know what? the, the, s- no, no, the Saab Temple Pilot, that. I think I remember him from the website. From, from oh, the the website okay. But he's also, he's also Buckeye Bum, so he's got So I don't remember areas recognize areas that name, but
4: the, but the
0: STP I recognize. And you know what? I would totally trade for a 97 Elante. Because uh, the wife would actually approve of the Elante. Oh, really? She likes those yeah it's a, it's it's
4: italian-american right it's, <laughs> it's, it's another car vince she doesn't approve of
1: it. <laughs> but it's a it convertible it's
0: it's
4: two-seater vince. she was she likes it's that a, she had a friend who had one it's a can much
1: better looking car than the draken can, can we get to from the website <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah he, uh, Yes, okay man we can. yeah thank you
4: all right by the way
0: thank you uh stp uh buckeye buckeye bum bum uh
1: for the review we appreciate that it might be from might be from ohio i don't know <laughs> Yeah, your your check's in the mail. Um, Okay, so Vince, uh, what was your car of the week from our website today, com?
0: Oh, I'll jump right to it. Uh, For me, the car of the week would have been the, or is, the the head turner slash or mouth breather, that (laughs) 1977 MGB custom. Yeah. It's this crazy looking uh, MGB that had been, uh, had gone under the customizer's knife and sort of looked like a, a, I don't know, Ferrari or, or uh, it had this big kind of Ferrari open mouth grin on it.
1: Yeah. It's got like a 60s like open top sports car race car vibe.
0: Right. And, and it also had this uh, like a um, some leather straps on it. And uh, overall, a, a, like, a, anyways, it's a cool-looking car. Yeah. Um, but that's not the car I'd buy. Okay. Which one would you actually buy? buy. That, that's my the car of the week. But the one I'd buy, uh, this is um, that McDonald's-themed
1: van. <laughs> Why would you buy that? And so <laughs> that's terrible. If you,
0: guys, if you guys haven't seen the, the McDonald's-themed yeah. I don't think
1: anyone else needs to see it. No, it's no, no. It's no, just no. a hold black on. van. Hey, I mean.
0: But, you see, that was the thing, is that when someone brings the idea of a McDonald's-themed van, you instantly have these pictures of something that's horrible. It's, yeah. It's going to be it's red and yellow. bright color. It's going to have The, the clowns, hamburger Clowns, like clowns a, inside yeah. A thieving hamburger Thief With I don't know <laughs> The what, mask The mask Yeah Like And it's going to be terrible But that no, big this purple was guy A black with some silver <laughs> And like It almost had like a Raiders theme Look to it Yeah in these like stripes down the side, it was and tasteful. Yeah. Little McDonald's script, and then like on the inside, it was all black interior, and then it had um, the McDonald's characters on the like the, the side. It was just such a bizarre implementation of a horrible concept
4: that it, I like. It, it. it was a scary McDonald's van, right? Is what it was, it's was kind of the the dark yeah, McDonald's. It, it, van. it was the it, it was a don't let your kids around this guy because he's got a McDonald's no, van. but, but you know what?
0: The other McDonald's van, that's the bright and shiny one that attracts children. That's the one you
4: need to be worried about. Yeah, okay, true. the one no, that's black that's and the scary. That's the one that the police can see from like two <laughs> miles away this one no this is the one that you know you have to stay away from yeah maybe that's okay. true
1: just don't buy it Vince no
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's the conclusion we have to make
0: so you remember if I buy another car without permission from my wife I'm gonna die it's right. not that I'm gonna be killing people in it
1: okay, no so so it'll be a moot point anyway it'll be a moot point Sifo what was your car of the week? My car of the week was probably that Volvo 142e that was built by IPD back whoa, in the day. Whoa, Chris, your yeah. car
4: of the week was really a Volvo? Yes. Surprise. It was? I know that's surprising, <laughs>
1: but yeah, it was. Um, and some people might say, oh, that's cool because IPD built it and it's like from the 70s and it's got prominence or whatever, but I don't really care about that. I just like, I like the way it looks. It looks like a sporty, like tuner version of a Volvo. It was white with like blacked out trim and stuff. I think it probably drove pretty well. Um... It's bidding on eBay now for like right around ten thousand dollars, which sounds like a lot for an old Volvo, but I think in the long term might be a good deal. Well it's a ton th- of money from the previous guys in it yeah like the IPD guys built it. yeah, it's definitely the other guy's money. I mean it's it's got more than that in it but um, it's too rich for my blood but so I'm not actually gonna <laughs> try to buy that one but I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd buy like four cars for that. Four really crappy cars that would never ever look that nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna swap B- and V8s I, and, and then, I would so. spend more on them. <laughs> right? Yeah. In the long run. <laughs> Volvo XC90 V8s into him, right? Uh, that's not me. That's the <laughs> I other guy. No, I'm. You're gonna be involved with that, though. I can tell. I yeah, see. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm involved. Yeah, you're involved. Uh, so what would you inevitable. buy then? I would buy the uh, the Land Cruiser, the retro uh-huh. Land Cruiser. It's got. It's they called it the rounding retrofit sixty face. I don't have a you Land Cruiser.
4: I say, yeah. Don't you already have a Land Cruiser? I, it's sitting
1: outside, but this is the same. This is the same Land Cruiser. Actually, I wouldn't buy it. What I want to do is, I want to copy this one because they took the one like I have from the '90s and they made it look like the '80s Land Cruiser. They swapped on like the round headlights and the bigger grill, and like they used the old steel wheels and dog dish hubcaps and repainted it. And it actually looks pretty good. It looks like they should have built it that way. So I'm kind of,
0: you know, I'm thinking I honest, should build a copy of that. When I saw it, I. I yeah, it's like, it's like a Land
1: Cruiser. I could have like, told you from uh, the 70s or the 90s
0: or t- 2020. That's the, point.
1: that's the point. Because the 90s one looks big and bulbous and kind of like, eh, bland. This one looks like a classic Land Cruiser, but it's not. It's in disguise. That's what I liked about it. That's... that's <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's right, I, that
4: actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, no. For like, once. Yeah, hey, for once. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> Well, he's not going to buy it,
1: Those too expensive. No, no, yeah. Though, right? I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, what it I'm saying expensive. is I should, I should copy it. I should turn mine into that.
0: Yeah, this, this is a great idea. Okay. okay. That's from the website. Um, before we go on further, I want to introduce uh, Ken from Garage Star. He's joining us for a couple minutes in the studio at the end of Ashley's uh, interview here today. Ken, welcome. Thank
3: you for having me, guys. And gal. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, so tell us a little bit about what is Garage Star? Well, GarageTar is a company that manufactures and designs parts for the Miata, and now the FDR X7. Nice. What kind of parts do you make? Uh, it's a little of everything. We have a good balance of cosmetic and performance. Uh, so we develop product on what our customer wants us to make. So we're, we don't just stay with performance. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do a whole variety of all types of stuff. And we have a whole new... Um, product line coming out for interior stuff so yeah we we we're kind of we just cater to what the customers want cool so anything and everything for miata fans
1: right that, that's correct Enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. what's what's your best-selling uh product so far
3: uh currently right now is our uh delrin door bushings that we manufacture and that we designed mm. uh we've had them now out for I would say about five months out on the market, but we've been doing development probably for about um, close to 10 months now. Okay. that the we just can't keep them in stock. Um What is a dollar in door bu- door uh, bushing? What the door bushing does <laughs> Easy for me to say <laughs> <yeah, laughs> what the door bushing does is basically um, for a stock car it's like a wet noodle, you know. Yeah. The, the Miata is just really horrible without when a it, cage, comes it without any type of roll bar or anything yeah. like that. So what this does is uh, close that gap on the door cup, so there's absolutely no gap so when you close the door it's making it a structural oh. point of the car. Wow. That's uh, cool. So uh, I did not know about this. Yeah, so it makes... <laughs> Turns your car into one Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the funniest thing is the the whole the whole reason why we started is a good friend of mine uh, was one of Tane's uh, engineers. And okay. when TRD developed a door stabilizer, mm-hmm. we were like, we need one for the Miata. It needs it really bad. Yeah. So we looked and looked, and, and I tried to figure out different designs to go ahead and make something similar. And we figured it was just easier to mess with the door cup. So uh, we 3D printed a door cup and then stuck it on a race car and stuck it on a few uh, local guys' cars, and they immediately saw the difference. Huh. And um, when we first launched the product, um, it was kind of slow, and then some of the guys like from Flying Miata yeah. and uh, Adam from Revliminer and a bunch of other guys in the same industry, yeah. were they absolutely loved it and they became vendors of ours so overnight it was it was amazing they tried it out and then they spread it from there and what's great is our one piece uh uh, door bushing fits every single model car from uh 1990 Mm -hmm. to 2016 nd wow so it's amazing product and you know, everyone loves it. So awesome. that's our that's our product that we have right now that's doing very, very very well.
1: I want one of those, and I don't even have a Miata. I think you just sold a, you just sold a set.
3: <laughs> well, if you want, if you ever get a Miata, I'll give you a set. Okay, sweet. I'll try them <laughs> so out. I'll leave you a good door review. Door cups
1: for your cup car. I like this. Is a, a good plan? Now is that where actually where the striker goes into the into the
3: door frame? Does yes. It go there, uh, okay. but it's actually there's a rubber bushing. Oh. We just replace it with a Delrin bushing, okay. and we close the gap on it. Got it. Cool. Yep. That's that. So, so this
0: is a startup then, uh, Garage Star. Uh,
3: Garage Star has been around as kind of a hobby since 05, but I didn't quit my job till about three and a half years ago, and I've never looked back. And I absolutely love what I'm doing. And that's awesome. I don't ever want to work for someone ever again. <laughs> and I love, I love the community. I love everyone that's ever supported what we've done, and we wouldn't be around without any any of our customers and um, our are people that's been there developing product with us. I mean, yeah. most of the, I would say, you know, 70% of the products that we have on the market are all from friends and customers that want stuff made. So we make what they want. Yeah. That's so, awesome. And, and if it doesn't sell, then if we break even, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, at least we tried. So, and, and are you on, uh, Ashley's race team? Uh, for this weekend anyway, <laughs> for this weekend. Yes, <laughs> nice. yes, absolutely.
1: Cool. So you're out there, you're racing, you're wrenching, you're doing all that stuff. Yeah, too.
3: we're going to, I won't be racing this weekend. I, I'm not as fast or as good as her. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just love doing it and it's just very, very fun, but we, we support a lot of people in our, in our industry. So awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for hanging out with us today and, uh, talking a little bit about what you do and, uh, everybody should go to GarageStar.com.
3: Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem.
1: you should consider designing some of those for the Porsche 914
0: because those things have like the, the structural rigidity of like a Twizzler. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, saying. we could take a
3: look at it. We'll see. Yeah,
0: a, there's a big market for that a lot of it's Porsche Germany's 914s. Miata. Yeah, yeah, there you go.
3: Yeah,
1: Germany's Miata.
0: And they're all old and rusty now, so <laughs> right. that's even better. Um, okay, so thank you, Ken, for joining us. Ashley, uh, tell us uh, how can listeners follow you on Instagram?
2: Oh, so I do have an Instagram uh, just recently. Uh, it's Ashley Misch It's A S H L E Y M I C H E.
4: Okay. All right. So okay. <laughs> and do oh. you post uh, racing stuff up on your Instagram also, so people can follow you? Your racing?
2: Uh, yeah, lots of pictures of my Miata and uh, lots of pictures of my dog. <laughs> a gi- ginormous dog that's <laughs>
1: bigger than you are.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> what breed is that dog again?
2: She's a Newfoundland.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs>
0: those are those are those are big dogs watch out (laughs) yes
2: very
1: big good all right so that's the daily tourism radio show i think vince has one more thing to say yeah i'd like to thank producer ben for putting together a fantastic show for today and
0: especially ashley thanks for joining us and keep on wrenching You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo.
2: Use the hashtag DT Radio.